Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Hello and welcome to Awakened Path Radio Thought Thursday. Remember, you can check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Today, we have with us again Bala Deva, who is a neo shaman aligning with soul purpose to bring healing unification through a fusion of ancient and or future artistry, spiritual philosophy, and reconnective healing energies. As referred to in his booklet, Living Light Language Creation Speaks. Welcome back to our show, Balad. So good to speak with you again. Oh, Candice. All right. Nice to hear your voice. Thank you for the interview. So last time, I looked at some of your amazing art pieces online. What does you, where does your inspiration come from these, for these unique pieces? Uh, well, I guess the art is not for everyone. Um, it, is, it is very unique. And, uh, you know, I, I felt that some people are able to absorb themselves in the imagery and mm. and relate to it in some way and, it, and in their own individual way get messages from it or inspiration mm. um i uh work in such a way that i want the art experience the experience of creating visual art to be like revelatory for me mm-hmm. and so you know i went to an art a traditional art school and did a few years of that and the training was good and it's great to get down your skills with life drawing and landscape drawing and, you know, all these methods of um, representational art, right? Mm-hmm. So we hone our skills like that. But uh, at some point, just really exploring consciousness and exploring the inner realm of spirit, I, I wanted something to evolve out of the page I was drawing on rather than me dictating what it was going to be. And so I really started letting go and allowing the pen or the pencil to just move about on the page, mark making and with whatever felt good and felt right. And I think through that process, um, I began actually, I would say channeling, uh, some definite imp, um, images that people, when they see them, they immediately think Mayan. And so whether mm-hmm. this is a past life thing or something that's coming through as a message, um, if anyone's, you know, were to view the Galactic Lift website, I think that's maybe one of the first impressions someone would pick up on is it has a hieroglyphic mm-hmm. uh, type of appeal and similar shapes and forms come out, but every piece is completely unique. So I never create the same piece twice. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that's really uh, the process of discovery, 
you know, mm. is what, what intrigues me and that, mm. that what comes out in the end surprises me and it's like a gift. Mm. So I, I take it in that way. And it's interesting that you say some people think mine because that's the same thing I thought when I was looking at your art pieces and they are fabulous. And it is just so amazing uh, what we can produce when we let go of attachments and we let what spirit work through us. And um, your pieces are a testimony to that. Well, and some people, you know, get different impressions. So I do use the term um, ancient future, Mm -hmm. which when I heard that, came across that at some point years ago, uh, it intrigued me and and I could relate to that. And I think even in today's uh, culture, like society with um, a lot of movies that have come out Mm. that are very... Mm -hmm. high-tech oriented and and uh you know sci-fi right Mm -hmm. but they're they're constantly showing us these glyphic images that light up and are like scroll like you know uh images that are of an ancient past Mm -hmm. and yet i use the word reflect uh, a future right even black panther had those same had had that within it Okay, so that's a good point. Yeah, there's many current movies that are bringing this out. And so what is that about? Like, why is it coming into the collective so much? And I think, you know, this whole idea of disclosure that whether there's um, ancient ruins in Antarctica, or all around the world, these beautiful monuments. So uh, I think it's obvious that there's been higher levels of civilization, whether ETs have been present in that. But, you know, um, we, there's an, an ancient past that has a very futuristic quality to it as well. Yes, and th- th- that's talked about a lot, too. I know on Gaia TV, there are, there's a series called Ancient Civilizations, which, you know, talks about the same thing, uh, the past, sort of um, symbols of the past. But mm. for us, it's more like future. For you know, as they talk about ETs who are coming here to visit us to see us, and they are light, many, many light years away, yet they're so more advanced than we are, and they sort of live in the future. Yeah, yeah, that whole concept. So it's crossing timelines and everything, perhaps. Right. right? So you know, that's that's amazing. Your art comes from such a unique place. When when we think about art today. So you're also a neo-landscapist. Could you explain for us what being a neo-landscapist is, is what being one entails? What does it mean to be a neo-landscapist? Well, I, you know, as uh, a bit of a writer and I like poetry, so I think words in themselves are fun to play with. And, mm-hmm. and so we've all heard of a landscape artist. Mm-hmm. And again, that's going back to traditional ways of creating art. And I totally appreciate it. anyone who has the ability to do realism. I think it's wonderful. Um, I personally just, you know, kind of went a different route with abstraction. And, mm-hmm. and what, I, what I feel and gather, it, it gives me more of a, when I look at even abstract art, I think the individual then has more freedom to mm-hmm. decide what and interpret it the way they want. Right. And that's a, that's a neat experience for me. Mm. Um, 
but neo landscapists, you know, so are we, are we now visionaries, you know, as musicians, as artists, as creative people, uh, we can co-create a new future design or image or, or, um, you know, what do we want to project into the world as being something possibly new to, you know, stimulate like, um, new conceptions, new ideas of what's possible. So I guess, again, it goes back to exploring unknown territory mm. and being willing like a shaman, you know, a neo shaman is, uh, someone going into those places where you're not sure where it's going to take you, but trusting that spirit that, you know, I do all these things in good intention. I think, right. you know, somebody could go a negative route with something if they wanted oh, to. The but I, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's basically in love and light and in trust of the goodness of all things, you know, that mm -hmm. I can bring about, I mean, art to me is really about beauty. Mm. It's about, um, and and actually, could I uh, read just a, a brief bio statement I had on my website? Yes, please. It, it, yes. Goes, alo it goes along with the qu questions. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So, um, right here is my artist statement. It says, the supernatural content of my artwork brings forth from interdimensional realities to visually expose the emerging transfiguration which is occurring within the spiritually evolving species. As a neo-landscapist revisioning as we enter this golden age of wonder, it is my prerogative to engender within the artwork a dynamism that exudes harmony, beauty, love, and whimsy. Mm -hmm. Th through an organic and geometric fusion, a glyph-like relic appears, pregnant with the future and descended from the ancient past, these timeless and universal characters bring to the light of day their healing and transformative message conveyed through a mythic language of form. So wow. it, it, it was kind of a, a po poetic, the way that came out, I, I feel like, you know, mm -hmm, definitely. Um, but that can be broken down into these different parts of trying to, understand what it is and and i'm constantly trying to understand you mm -hmm. know what it is that's coming through my artwork and others you know we're all we're all channels for mm -hmm. the next uh evolution of our species you know right right so. and uh, we just have to tap into it and that's and also believe it too you know there are so many naysayers who who don't believe in uh, the interdimensional beings and messages that they have for us and teachings and all of those um, ideas. And, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, just in the way that I'm relating to my art, um, I, I do feel that something's been coming through. And so I hope that others who are, uh, I need to get my art exposed more in the world. I've had a website up for some years, but I really haven't been to events or mm. shown more publicly lately. I just kind of create for my own uh, mm. pleasure, but I, I'm intending to get it out more in the world. And, and I, 
really have experimented with having clients or you know individuals that I know um, drawing a glyph for them based on um, an energetic exchange with them and as a channeled reading that one might do for another I and you know draw an image mm. that I pick up a frequency exchange from that person and so it becomes their glyph and however they want to interpret it or relate to it but I feel like yeah there's always been a message in these that like crop circles I think mm, right, right it it activates us and it activates a, a um an illumination and a, a DNA activation um you know the ascension process is coming through to us in these different ways. Now, you said you um, create glyphs for people um, based on energy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, now, how do you do that? I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's, that, that, I wasn't thinking about that, but I mean, that's very, very interesting. You do a reading for someone and how do you grasp the energy and, and be able to create this glyph? What is a process yeah. you go through? Well, you know, I think it's very intuitive and, mm -hmm. you know, um, again, just trusting in spirit. Uh, it, it may not be real specific information, mm. um, like a, a psychic or a channeler might be able to take questions or just give a reading to someone and be very specific about things that have happened in their life or mm. where, what to expect or, you know their qualities, tendencies. Um, I think this is a more, you know, just an artistic way of sharing with somebody mm. uh, something that, that makes art not just something that, say, you're browsing in galleries you see you like and you hang on the wall, you know, um, which has its own influence in our lives. But, but this way it becomes more personal. So mm -hmm. you know that it was actually created for you uh yeah based on based on that exchange of two people interacting there were, i was at a, a new age event body mind spirit conference oh. in uh, north carolina a few years ago and there was a woman who yeah. gave akashic record readings and she was very good at what she did nice and afterwards she wandered by booths and and sat with me and i drew some glyphs for her and gave some and I give some interpretation because I kind of communicate with the person we have a you know verbal exchange while mm -hmm. I'm sketching it out and yeah uh, it was something she appreciated you know just to uh, that's amazing it, it meant something to her so. right I mean it's a, a personal that's real it's like a per, it's a personal reading it's very nice yeah, yeah exactly now your um, page we've you've, we've said this word this phrase uh, a few times galactic gift glyphs what is a glyph for those who don't know and what what is the significance of you titling your website galactic glyphs yeah so uh, galactic glyphs I think again you could that's almost synonymous with like ancient future mm. you know mm. um, so the term galactic is certainly out there in right in the consciousness of people as we're exploring other dimensions and a greater reality for humanity to open up to. And, uh, and so 
you know, a glyph than being basically a symbol of an, of an ancient, you know, reflection of the ancient ways of representation, right. representing art and power mm. symbols and so on. Mm. So um, I think it's that combination uh, as a... Like an impression, a, maybe? Pardon me? Maybe like an impression, an ancient impression, sort of? Yeah, well, um, as uh, I heard the term galactic Mayan mm. as well uh, through the readings of Jose Arguelles, mm -hmm. who spoke about the 2012 uh, Mayan calendar being mm -hmm. a significant time of uh, cosmic, you know, and planetary uh, awakening where we, we, we go through a, a gateway and now we're, we're on the other side and things are evolving in a new and stimulating way uh, mm -hmm. as humanities like ascending into higher dimensional frequencies, whether it's fifth dimension or so on. Mm -hmm. And um, this idea of galactic Mayan, I have to relate to that just because the imagery that I produce is very related mm -hmm. with that. So, you know, the Mayans were known for their glyphs, of course. And um, also crop circles, I really relate to them. They are a sacred geometry type of patterning, and yet right. some of them are asymmetrical. Most of them are very symmetrical. My my artwork tends to be very asymmetrical, but mm -hmm. I I have found a way to like, even though I'm allowing the pen to just make the maneuvers it wants to do uh, based on a flow of energy that's coming um, I also manipulate it and I create linear beings that are almost like totems. Mm. And so they become then, because we as human beings, we stand upright. And so yes. we, re yeah. we relate to other images that are vertical, which is interesting. So, so I think of them as humanoid or higher dimensional beings mm. in my artwork that are like language but also like a form of a being. Mm -hmm. And so these beings are like interacting on the page. That's, I, I hope if someone were to view my art, they would see that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and they should definitely check it out because it is amazing. You should definitely get that work out there so you can share it with others. It's absolutely well, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And uh, apparently you related to it in some way because, you know, it's... It, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I loved it. Totally. And I, I do like to take it to degrees of thinking that, you know, as we're in this ascension process, like mm -hmm. whether we're aware of it or not, I think all humanity, there is a consciousness uprising mm -hmm. or yep. raising of consciousness in the world. Oh, yes. And we're all going through it. And some of us view this as an ascension process. And so D our DNA is activating, waking up more strands, you know, mm. um, the frequency patterns of different or the different tools that are now available, whether it's free energy devices and so many structured water. I mean, just daily, I'm coming across many different things that are assisting us to, uh, wake up on all different levels, physical, mental, emotional, etheric, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that the, the light language of vocal, beautiful music, 
mm. art artwork that mm-hmm. has a spiritual vibration, uh, healing work of a spiritual vibration. All these things are helping us on a cellular level and our DNA to activate. And uh, I wanted to reference in the Vedic view, there's mm-hmm. this idea of mantras. Mm-hmm. And so spiritual sound vibration, transcendental sound vibration is a uh, extremely powerful thing that's been used for countless centuries or eons in uh, even the Indian culture. Mm-hmm. But, um, and in many, many cultures around the world, they have mantras and it's uh, sound vibrations that can be utilized to awaken consciousness and related to mantras are yantras. And so a yantra is a visual representation of a mantra and so Hmm. yeah if you've ever seen like the well we've all seen the um pyramid that's Mm -hmm. also with an inverted pyramid in it Mm -hmm. this is known as the shri yantra also commonly known as um the star of david Mm, however in the in the vedic culture it's it's a timeless ancient thing Mm -hmm. considered Shri Yantra and it represents the goddess wow. energy mm-hmm. and uh, that um, symbols like that these sacred geometry symbols are found throughout all cultures of the world and I believe a language of creation which mm-hmm. maybe leads into a another thing we could talk about that is amazing now sweet we, we you talk uh mentioned a few times geometry. Now, not everyone did well in school in geometry. (laughs) I mean, actually I did, but that's a different story. Um, So how does understanding sacred geometry play a role in transformation? Are they related? Oh, yeah, I definitely believe so. Um, So just as, well, you know, and you think of those movies where you see these it's like light glyphs being activated Mm, and mm -hmm. then they all start lighting up. And then there's this powerful experience of maybe a a being being revived or Mm -hmm. given superpowers. Oh, that's in so so many of these superhero movies too. as well. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting that we're all seeing that sort of thing and it, Mm -hmm. and it, it gives you an, an inspiration that, you know, um, there can be, these are like divine light codes mm-hmm. and that this is one of the principles behind light language or living mm-hmm. light language mm-hmm. is that uh, it's kind of the unseen world. But when we put ourselves into a healing place, into a place of allowing our body, mind and spirit to unify mm-hmm. and through the sacred breath mm-hmm. that uh, we can rise up into higher dimensional awareness Mm. and the these downloads of frequency which are coded you know geometries Mm. i mean it's already it's you know known that all of nature is comprised of different types of geometries down to the down to the very core of you know an atom Mm -hmm. and so sacred geometry is, is everywhere right. around us. 
-hmm. and, and ways of that humans have discovered to tap into it and utilize it as mm -hmm. well. And you mentioned like the crop circles as well, right? In geometric patterns, some of them. Oh, well, I hope, you know, people do uh, study those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, art, I was contemplating this earlier. A lot of times in our today's culture, because everything is so fast paced mm -hmm. and a lot of it's so superficial as we oh, yes. drive down boulevards and whatnot. So we're constantly bombarded with imagery. And so we're used to just things, glancing at things and thinking we, we get it and we understand and we move on. Right. But there are things in nature or in art that really deserve um, contemplation right. and med meditation. And so like a piece of art, you can glance at it and think at, within a few seconds, you're you like, oh, I like it. I don't like it. Right. right. You move but on. It, <laughs> you don't even really think about it. Awesome. Yeah. But the mm -hmm. idea of really sitting with something mm -hmm. and giving it a few minutes at least to just absorb into your consciousness as your eye like moves around and begins to comprehend and and then so information starts coming through mm -hmm. i i had a i on my notes here i just jotted down a beautiful practice anyone can do but you hold your palms up to the sun say the mm -hmm. morning sun as it's coming up right or as it's going down in the evening right. and whether your eyes are slightly open or you close your eyes, but allowing the sunlight to just pour into your palms mm -hmm. and then pay attention to, to what is occurring. And I always pick up a communication mm. that whether it's specific or not, there's, it's very tangible experience of like a beautiful, beautiful life force that's being transmitted. And it's very uplifting. And so that's just an example of how a way we can receive, right? Yes, receive, because that position is receiving. Um, you know, some, and when you said, you know, I like that you said, which said sit and pay attention, because we are so bombarded and crowded. You just drive down the street and there's signs, buy this, buy that. And so that you overlook the nature that is around you. There are some, I know in California, when I went to visit California, there are some places, some cities and towns that have constructed what they call meditation gardens, public mm. meditation gardens, for people to just go in and sit and just meditate. Look at the, the beautiful uh, vegetation, the flowers and the trees. I know locally in town there was there's a small one that is enclosed by bamboo and they sell plants but they also have benches and such where you can sit and just relax they encourage you to bring your lunch and have a seat on the bench they encourage you to stay and they don't bother you there's no pressure to buy their plants or anything like that but you could just go in the garden and just sit and yeah, those, and it's beautiful yeah, sanctuaries like that are so important, and I, I wish it was more in city planning to oh, have yes. mm -hmm. parks and lakes and, and just places where more people could park, get out of their car, and walk to to their shops and, and interact more. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think your, Europe was originally set mm -hmm. up more like that, mm -hmm. 
And today it's so much of a, a car-based, quick and easy, you know, civilization. But I like what you're saying, and uh, it's important to take the time right. for all of that. And contemplation in anything that we do, it just, it enriches the experience, you know. Right. Now, you, you mentioned living light language. You also have, you have a book by the same title. So what is in your book? What can we we expect what can a reader expect to learn or to understand from your book mm, well i don't have a copy right in front of me and i should uh okay. <laughs> but uh it, it there are i compiled that it was my first small booklet i call it a booklet it's only 50 pages mm. and it's a quick easy read it's a primer for anyone exploring new age concepts or just interested in the idea of ascension or uh, wanting to grasp kind of an overview of what, what, what are we involved with as a human humanity awakening. And it was uh, over the last 30 years of my experiences of spiritual practice and bhakti yoga and, and then different teachers I've um, studied under uh, I, I felt like all this knowledge was coming or wisdom was coming in different ways and it's great to utilize but at a certain point you feel you have to try to share you know that's right and and so i made my little attempt at uh doing some writing and uh i think it's it's a nice presentation for someone to just start grasping some of these metaphysical concepts of us being inner uh dimensional uh, you know eternal souls and that uh our process is about awakening and the different tools and means by which it's happening and we can take advantage of it um yeah and so living light language is kind of an it's a beautiful term but it's yes, kind it of elusive you're you're wondering oh well how is this occurring so i try to grasp it and explain how how we're a part of it in receiving this these upgrades mm. well it's a, it, it's a very good read and i encourage everyone to pick up the book oh oh and it is available on amazon so that just makes it easy you can That's type right. in li living light language and bala david will come up and it, it's mm -hmm. called uh, creation speaks is the second um part of the title Awesome. We'll mention that again at the end. So do you, um, so what do you, what's next? What do you have, what projects are you doing? Anything upcoming, more art, more in public engagement? What's going on with you? Yeah, well, I have, uh, so over the last year or so, I did write a 167 page book so far. I'm, I guess I'm refining it. I, I probably could have taken it to print some time ago but I've been kind of delaying but uh, I feel it needs to get out there it's um, information from Vedic sources that I've gathered uh, and t correlating it or tying it into other references in the new age world mm. of um, the golden age that is dawning within humanity and there's very specific time periods and things occurring um, basically 500 years ago uh, a great 
um, that at the time of the Renaissance, there was a uh, avatar who appeared in India who's very little known. He's known as the hidden avatar, uh, the golden avatar, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, mm -hmm. known as Radha and Krishna combined in one form, uh, appeared on the continent of India and for 48 years traveled throughout the continent of India, spreading the holy names of Krishna. And wow. this was a part of the inauguration of the golden age mm. that's sweeping through humanity over the next 10,000 years. Now, 10,000 years sounds like a long time, but in galactic time, it's mm. a blip in time. And so we have like this window of opportunity to reach the highest stages of perfection. Um, otherwise, the Kali Yuga that we're presently in degrades more and more after that period and so it's like even with there's this is a whole other conversation we could get into at some point but it's, mm. it's wonderful to try to start understanding but in the greek uh concept they called it the golden age the silver age the iron uh bronze age and the iron age right yeah. we mm -hmm. most of us have heard of those so mm -hmm. in the vedas they have sanskrit terms but it's Sachi Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwarpa Yuga, and Kali Yuga. And so we are in this fourth Iron Age called Kali Yuga, ah. which, uh, which came about about 5,000 years ago. And that relates to different cataclysms and things that may have occurred on this planet where the high cultures of before uh, disappeared to some degree and, and things have rapidly de degraded, even mm -hmm. though we think we're living in a high-tech society it's our technology is still not that evolved and mm -hmm. and and we see the conflicts and warring that humanity's undergoing right so mm -hmm. our consciousness had been polluted but there is over these last decades uh a right uh, an upliftment coming to humanity and it's it's called a golden age within the kali yuga that is a it's a rare occurrence and we're being blessed to um, evolve, you know, rapidly. And oh. so I, I, I've compiled a book called The Golden Age Avatar, 10,000 Years to Awake. And I, I need to get that published. And yes. besides, besides that, I have an idea, and I'm sure a lot of people do, of, you know, getting a nice parcel of land, starting a retreat center and mm. building all kinds of alternative architecture with, uh, I, I've taken some dome Crete building, wow. uh, paper, paper Crete and, um, you know, different types of alternative building concepts, but having many, uh, healing domes and, nice. uh, temple type of, uh, construction where it's mm. very universal, spiritual, you know, that's, gatherings can occur. That's a, an amazing project. It's going to be yeah, awesome. So, yeah, any of us that can communicate and come together on such things, it's, it's uh, inspiring mm. to co-create together. Now, if someone wants to get in touch with you to co-create and to learn about your art and your upcoming book, how might they do that? Yeah, well, I think if someone reaches out to me through the website, my email address and my phone number are there. I'm, I'm willing to um, interact with anyone. We can do even 
a monetary exchange negotiate something that seems reasonable like mm -hmm. I do have some rates on my website but I just like the idea of interacting with people and, and sharing what we have sharing our skills and our our uh, gifts you know mm -hmm. so uh, someone can visit galactic glyphs plural with an s galacticglyphs.com and then the other website is uh, Bhakti, B-H-A-K-T-I, BhaktiPalace.com. Palette? Oh, oh, Palace. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah. Um, that website deals uh, more with like Vedic texts mm. that are good introductions for people to understand a lot of the, the I, I believe the Vedas are like a blueprint of spiritual mm -hmm. wisdom for humanity. And it doesn't matter what, background or culture we come from they're they're universal and and really amazing spiritual texts that can benefit anyone so well bala it was such a pleasure having you yet again on our show today okay well thanks for your inquiries and uh I sh i'll share a glyph with you yes uh, all right we'll uh we'll have our little uh we'll have more of a conversation i'd like to give you a glyph I would love that. <laughs> all right. This, so thank you for all that you do. Thank you, and you keep up the great work. Okay. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for joining us on Awakened Path Radio. Please check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen, and you are listening to Awakened Path Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and blessed day.